0: in circuses um carnivals i should say not circuses carnivals i always mix those i always consider those to be the same thing they're not i know that's disrespectful to one or the other i apologize for that but i always conflate the two i think maybe heeding abraham lincoln's words at this point in time might be important uh considering abraham lincoln managed the country was the executive of the country the president of the united states during a time when the country was more divided than uh, perhaps it was in its history before we get into this and we talk about impeachment and everything that is going on right now i would like to welcome you to the right wing vegan podcast i'm scott and if you like the show, please share, subscribe, comment, do all of the things. We're available on pretty much every podcast platform. We're delayed on some for reasons that I don't quite understand, but but these episodes do pop up um, and then, you know, we're still managing whether or not we want to do video. So that's, that's what's coming. In the interim, I want to talk about where we stand right now, what the... Um, right, let's just get into it. So... A house divided cannot stand. That's the quote. A house divided against itself cannot stand. That's the quote. That's, that's Abraham Lincoln. I can't think of a time in my life when this country has been more divided than it is now. Left the the division between left and right at this point in time, is stark. And it's not real, you know. It's really not driven by ideological differences that we can really uh, agree to disagree on. I think it is mostly driven on identitarian ideas. We're divided partially by Donald Trump, not I'm not blaming Trump. I want to I want to pause here because I know half of my audience probably just recoiled. I'm not blaming Donald Trump. Donald Trump is obviously a sy- symptom of a problem that has existed for years and years. But I I can also openly admit and and reflect when it is important and necessary to do so. And one of the weaknesses of Donald Trump, the president, was one of the strengths of Donald Trump, the candidate. And that is, Donald Trump is not a blunt instrument. Donald Trump is a very sharp instrument. Uh, for what it was worth, Donald Trump was honest, almost to a fault. Um, he, he would say things that... that, that the establishment definitely did not want him to say it out loud. Um, and and that, that that is what it is. But that also when you do that, you know, unless you control the narrative, right? You're creating a situation where your words can be manipulated. And we oftentimes would see this, right? Even Donald Trump the candidate would, would experience this where he would say something. And then they would get manipulated to make it sound like he was he was referring to or saying something else, or it would change the context of what he actually meant. We saw this multiple times. Many people think that, that that these things are true. Uh the 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 fine people hoax, that's what they call it, but it was it was when Donald Trump had said there were there were fine people on both sides. But he said that in the same vein of condemning in the same paragraph where he condemned uh, white supremacy, but they use that to say that Donald Trump was um, encouraging white supremacy because they just they edit the they edit it and then it changes the context completely. You know when you when you when you speak a, a phrase or, or a, a paragraph, you know if I if I'm giving a speech or I'm saying something right, you have to take each sentence and apply it to the sentences that came before or after it because that's that creates the context. When you just take one sentence, you can almost make anyone sound like a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, a transphobe, whatever you want. You, you, it's easy to do. And Donald Trump was manipulated that way multiple, multiple times by the media. So does Donald Trump harbor some of the blame? Absolutely he does. Because he gave them the ammunition. He gave them the ammunition. He made a lot of bad decisions early on in his presidency, too, in terms of hiring he hired some really bad people who, who, under any other administration, would have been protected by the narrative and the establishment. But because they were with Donald Trump, their actions, which were fine under Obama or fine under Bush or fine under X, Y, and Z, are now uh, treated in a negative light. You know, the drone strikes are, are one that comes to mind right away, where Obama drone struck uh, an enormous amount of civilians and other countries and American citizens died because of Obama's drone strikes. Well, Trump did, carried on the drone strikes uh, in the initial in his in his presidency. I believe they stopped once he got rid of Bolton and some other individuals who he had mattis and and whoever else was in his administration uh but he, but he picked these cronies you know and that was that was the problem right the, the, those cronies their loyalty i mean you see it it is to the establishment it is not to donald trump but i'm getting too much in the weeds uh in in terms of what i wanted to speak about today i'm getting way way too deep in the weeds uh the 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 congress and the, the Senate and, and pretty much every politician in this country harbors some of the blame. They spent the last four years, the media for sure, the media might deserve most of the blame. They spent the last four years telling us that Donald Trump was this evil, no good man. They, they Investigation after investigation, Congress literally did pretty much nothing the last four years outside of investigate the president. And they continue to now. I mean, we were promised two thousand dollar checks. You remember that? They said we're gonna we're on it. And what happened? No, they, they they'd rather spend their time deciding whether or not to impeach Donald Trump a second time than to get a vote on that two thousand dollars for you. So once again, we're in a position where I and I want to speak to Democrat voters because you you have been taken advantage of. So so have we, for for a long time but you have been taken advantage of. They're not going to help you. They have no interest in helping you unless it furthers their agenda. You see, here's the truth. And I think we need to accept this because the the real path forward um, lies in the people. It really does. But it requires a lot of us to step outside of this left versus right narrative. It, 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 it forces us to sit down the sword of identity politics and to pick up the shield. Because right now you are being attacked. You're being shot with arrows. And those arrows are creating holes in you. You need to pick up your shield and block them. You're being fed misinformation left and right. You're being fed misinformation from the mainstream media, from from fake progressives and liberals on Twitter who really only serve the establishment. So I'm speaking to my friends who are center-left and who are sane. I do a lot of criticizing of the left, but that's because the far-left is absolutely nuts. The far-right is also nuts, But they don't have the voice that the far left does. The far left has the narrative. The far left has media. They have the entertainment industry. The far left has a much bigger voice than the far right. So the far right can continue to believe in Q or whatever the hell they want to believe in. But they can do so in the corner of the internet. If the far right had a much bigger platform, I would speak out against them too. But I think it is very important that we quell some of the stuff that is coming from the far left. You have to understand the motivations of people. It is very important for us to get that. And while human beings are incredibly complex, right? The human brain is amazing. So much so that just think about you and the people that you know in your life. You cannot always explain the decisions of those in your life. Some people make weird choices and you can't explain that and that's because it is such the brain is so complex it's hard to explain that you can come up with a million different theories as to why X chooses to do Y but there are some fundamental things that are pretty pretty commonplace and pretty easy to identify right so when I look at human beings right we need purpose Human beings need a purpose. For many on the right and the center, and even in, in the center right and the center left, that purpose is God. Right? We have found our purpose in Christ. We want to live to serve Christ. And that is our purpose. Our purpose is to lead a good life so that we get into heaven that's that's dumbing it down to the level that is that is so simple but that is the purpose if you do not believe in that or any faith or any religion you have a hole there and you're going some of you will disagree with me and some of you will get mad some atheists will say i don't have a hole maybe you don't you filled that hole but if you don't fill that hole someone else you're vulnerable, right? If there's a hole in the boat, water is pouring in, and you can potentially sink. You're vulnerable. If there is a hole in your heart, you are vulnerable. And unfortunately, bad actors who are probably motivated by selfish interests, let's just be honest, human beings are selfish. Of nature, we are selfish. Okay? That, and now, Christianity, that is partially sin. And we have to to repent for our sins and fight our sin. You know, we have to fight that nature inside of us because we all have it. We're not perfect. We understand that. That's that is a tenet in Christianity, right? In in just non Christians, I would call that human nature. You know, a human nature is to to be impulsive. It is, but it is also to be selfish to make choices that that benefit us. For good and for bad. Our ancestors would have to do that because they would have to protect themselves from the, the elements, the environment, right? Our ancestors who lived out in the woods would have to build everything that they had. They had to fight off the environment. And they were constantly under attack. So being selfish was necessary. And that selfishness extends the self being you, but the self also being your family your immediate circle, right? Many of our ideas of masculinity come from this. Maybe rightfully so. But I think it's important to point that out. Because I think that selfish actors have filled the hole of many people with identity politics. They've created this narrative that America is a place that is not equal. Now, we all know that. That is that is not up for debate, in my opinion. I think you have equal opportunity in the United States of America. Everyone, there, there is no one who is not able, well, there is no one who is not granted the ability to achieve high success in the United States of America. You have freedom, freedom of movement. But there is inequality in the United States of America. Now, I don't think that inequality is racial. I think that is the dog whistle. The inequality is not gender-based. The inequality is class-based. But those on the top, they don't want you to realize that. They don't want Americans to wake up because what that does is it unifies folks from the right and folks from the left, and it pushes them against the establishment. Occupy Wall Street was a movement that was liberals, traditional liberals, and libertarians. Now libertarians can go both ways, I understand that. You can be a left libertarian or a right libertarian. A lot of those folks now voted for Trump. Because back then, that the movement was against the, the establishment, and they hated that. So you throw identity politics in and you divide. Now we look at it and we go, oh, well, African-Americans are treated poorly in this country. And instead of taking in the, well, okay, let's assess this from a class level. Let's assess this from a cultural level. Let's assess this from the idea that African-Americans are pushed in a direction where the only way that they can make money is and and this is not all african americans i'm not trying to be a racist i'm just saying impoverished people maybe that's what i'll say and and african americans do tend the, the number of african americans who are impoverished is certainly greater than the number of uh caucasian folks who are impoverished at least the percentage now the dirt dirt poor that those are white people in kentucky okay Those are your poorest people in the country. And unfortunately, because we base everything around identity, those folks don't get the assistance that they need. If we were to look at things from a class perspective versus an identity perspective, we would have a much greater uh, true look at where our weaknesses lie as a country. And I think we would be able to course correct to actually provide assistance to those who need it. I don't think assistance should be race based. I don't think it should be gender based. I think it should be class based, right? That that's the reality is. I don't need as much assistance. I don't need any, quite frankly, as someone who lives in the poorest areas of Kentucky or the poorest areas of New York. Whether they're white or black, they need that assistance. So the African American person in New York shouldn't get more money than the white person in Kentucky or more assistance, I should say. Cost of living's different. So the amount of monetary uh, resources that you're provided would probably be different based on that, but it should certainly be based on class. We don't need to to look at everything through this lens of are you gay, are you straight, are you trans, are you cisgender or whatever, are you white, are you black, are you skinny, are you fat. None of that. In reality, we should look at hey, are you poor? Are you rich? And the why matters. The why really does matter here. Because, look, I'll be honest, there are lazy people. There just are. Not all people are lazy, but there are lazy people who just don't have the drive to, to move forward. That's not a society problem. That's a you problem. And that's the other area where we really, really need help in this country. And that is the left and the right. That is that is universal. It doesn't matter your political beliefs. It doesn't matter your ideology. It doesn't matter your faith. Sometimes we just need to accept blame. If, if I'm poor because I refuse to apply for a job, that is not society. That is not an issue of the government is not helping. it. The system is out to get me. No, that's a matter of you. You are out to get yourself. And sometimes it is important for us to realize that we are as much our own enemy as the system. Now, the system is our enemy. But that is not an African-American versus white thing. That is a that is a a universal thing. I think that would be a good path forward, right? And if we stopped looking at things from the black and white perspective, and we started to look at things through the class perspective you would have a lot more agreement amongst left and right folks because we can all look at poor people and say, we need to provide them with something. We can't let anybody starve. No one wants anyone to starve. But we've been told to focus on these ideological differences that honestly, we can put aside. Instead of helping just black people, let's help all people. Now everyone will say, oh, that's racist. Why is that racist? I want everyone to help. Black people would benefit from that, too. So I speak to my friends for the left because I want you to realize you've been infiltrated by this idea that identity politics is the problem and solutions based around identity are the answer. But I want you to just take a step back from that, and I want you to ask yourself, should I look at this from the perspective of class? Now, who who did this? Well, the establishment, of course. The further divided we are as a country, the less unified we are against the establishment. You see, the, the minute we realize that the R or the D beside our name means nothing, the minute we realize that Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer and Kevin McCarthy, all have the same goal, the better off we are. You see, we need to unify because it's the only way that we are going to beat the establishment. Earlier I mentioned Donald Trump was the symptom. That's the disease. The disease is we have such a corrupt establishment in this country that has used the media and used its tools, its wealth, to manipulate us that you know certain individuals are naturally going to buck the system and that bucking of the system was Donald Trump we looked at the other candidates and we said uh, no no Donald Trump was a bull in a china shop if Donald Trump proves anything at least four years ago it proved that we were probably the closest that we ever have been at coming down on the establishment now, they've taken power back. Joe Biden is the establishment guy. and He's going to run the country for four years. And they've got all of these establishment people in his cabinet. They've got all of these establishment people in his, in the Democratic Party. The left was easier for them to manipulate because the left, in many cases, doesn't have a purpose. And that's not an insult. It's just when you don't have faith, you need to fill that hole with something else. Many people don't. They knew they could take advantage of of uninformed voters. That's why they want young people to vote, right? Because young people don't know what it's like to pay taxes or to to build a home, to pay school taxes, to put a kid through school, to have to pay bills, to manage credit. They don't know what that's like, and they're not going to vote with that in mind. And the establishment wants that, because in order for it to milk you, it needs uneducated people uninformed people unexperienced people to vote on things that hurt you and that's that's what it gets more than ever i want this podcast to be about coming together the house is meeting about impeachment right now and it's such a waste of time it is so dumb why are we impeaching him that's because they don't want donald trump to run again right they've even brought it up they've said the quiet part out loud once again because why does it need to be quiet anymore But I don't think Donald Trump is going to run again. I think he'd be 78 by the time uh, four years is up and he would be able to run again, and I just don't think that's going to happen. I do think we are going to get a Donald Trump proxy. I don't know who that'll be. But you're going to, you know, the the Republicans are going to have an interesting 2024. I've thrown my early, very early support. I mean, hell, we're not even through 2020 yet, but I've certainly been taking a look at Tulsi Gabbard Tulsi Gabbard is a Democrat. But Tulsi Gabbard didn't care about her party. She cared about her values and her beliefs. And she came out against her party multiple times. The party has a narrative. And if you've never noticed this, a lot of the politicians will come out. They'll echo the same thing. That's the narrative of the party. And Tulsi wouldn't do that. Because Tulsi is honorable. She has beliefs and values and she stands by them. And I hate to say that's like the qualifier for a politician in my mind in 2020, but it is. Do you have values? Will you defend those values against your party, against the establishment? You do well, all right. I don't care what you you, you think about health care. Universal health care fine. as long as we have the option for private health care too. okay. But are you going to fight the establishment? Well, that's what we need. Because that's how we unify. Outside of divorce, that's it. I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. We'll see how this impeachment goes. I I don't think it'll go anywhere in the short term, though I've heard Mitch McConnell is... Of course Mitch McConnell is for it now. He wants to expel Trump because Trump is a threat. Mitch McConnell is no different than Nancy Pelosi. And the quicker that you realize that, the happier the more awakened you will be. They're the same person. Anyways, thank you guys very much for listening. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.